0: All right, we're live. Right. That's this is what this is what being live feels like. <laughs>
1: this is what being live feels like. So I'm Ben Lustig, and I'm not. And I'm Jake Thornton. He's not. Um, and as you can see by our names, I include my last name, and um, and Jake. I'll just do it. i just I'll just go by Jake. Um, so we are uh, we're live streaming for the first time um and we decided to do an experiment this is an experiment eventually uh probably um tomorrow or or the next day we will be on youtube as well as twitch um but they make you wait 24 hours let us let you so we decided why (laughs) 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 um so basically our experiment is that we are going to write a spec um, yeah. together, as we always do, and uh, with you, the people. Yeah. Out yeah. There. I mean, not, um, not with you. We're going to do the work. You can just, you can just watch right. You're you like saying? a fly on the wall yes. watching us do what can be really boring work. Of- <laughs> Wiping and thinking in silence for multiple minutes at a time. Uh- <laughs> well, the purpose of it was, wasn't it? We were, we were, we
0: we were thinking: how can we give something back uh, to uh, emerging writers, writers who are perhaps also just starting out their journey um, into into screenwriting. Um, obviously me and Ben work in a partnership. Not everyone does. Some people do, some people don't. Um, but we thought some people might find it interesting to watch what our sessions in a day look like. And, um, and how we, how we work through ideas. Um, and to be clear, we're coming to this. We haven't got the idea already. We're not coming into to going, well, Let's throw out three ideas, and then we already know which one we're going to choose. We genuinely don't know. I'm, I'm part of me is terrified I <laughs> don't know what this is it's, going to be. But yeah. going, But I mean, ultimately, isn't that day one of like writing something? It's like yeah, hey, what this is.
1: And that's the thing. I think we wanted to go. Hey, let's share our ridiculous sometimes uh, infuriating process of how we start from literally nothing Um, and eventually make something that we hope that uh, will become a movie. Um, If you don't know who we are, or you didn't read um, any of our bio, which I don't think there's very much in, um, (laughs) uh, Jake and I um, are professional screenwriters. We have a movie that just came out in July on Hulu called The Princess, go check it out. It's very fun. It's on Um, Hulu in the US and on Disney Plus internationally. That's right. Yes. That's right. Or even like Hot Star or Star. Hot star, us, some spaces. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, and we um, we love to write in genre spaces. Science yeah. fiction, fantasy, uh, period things, yeah. action, adventure. Right, yeah. Hollywood, what, eight years ago? Eight and a half years eight ago? Eight and a half years ago. Wow, it's almost yeah. going to be nine next year. Yep, nine next year. And we've, um, you know... Had a had a decent run, so we feel like we um, no. yeah, we know a little bit about what we're doing. Uh, and Also, <laughs> nobody knows anything, and also and that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> nothing we say, literally nothing we yeah. say, um, is a, a rule of any kind. Absolutely, like, and I just think that's yeah. and I think that's you know
0: one of the things I think that we see. We're both on screenwriter Twitter which is different from regular Twitter. Um, (laughs) And that there is this kind of constant back and forth over what is the right way to do something, what's the wrong way to do something. And ultimately, there is no right way, there is no wrong way, Um, as long as 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 you're bolding and underlining your slugs.
1: (laughs) That's a uh, screenwriter Twitter inside joke. Um, We'll get to that. We will will see. Um, But yeah, I think um, today... We are, obviously, this is our, our first time, we're starting this out, and so we thought we'd start at the very, very, very beginning, which is, what the fuck are we going to write? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, And that's a scary place to be. You know, Jake and I, um, we are always having ideas, and we keep them in a bit of a, a, a bank, I guess, a folder on our, our shared Google Drive. Um. And a lot of times when we are in this place, right, Jake, we, we start in this, well, should we go back and look at our old ideas? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is that something that maybe sparks something new that maybe didn't a few years ago? And yeah. do we want to try that again? Um, why and we and, and, and
0: let's be clear, like, we have we have had success in that. You yeah. know, we had, we had uh, an idea last years and years and years and years and years ago, like seven or eight years ago, which was like a a, a a kernel of an idea. And then one week we were like, hey, we've got a week where we didn't have what we were working on planned out. You know, we were kind of in between projects. We we're like, and we went back to that idea and we broke it into a TV show. Now that TV show didn't necessarily sell, but we wrote it, it got out there and actually connected us with a whole bunch of great producers who we are actually still working with today. So there is all, and- that script is still us. Maybe we take it out again in a few years' time. Like, you never know what happens. never know. So um, having... So pro tip number one, you know, always write your ideas down. And even if you don't have time in that moment to fully jump into them, write them down, put them somewhere where you can access them easily and uh, go back to them. Um, and I think, you know, a good idea is a good idea. Yes. And, um, and sometimes... It might just be, sometimes it's just a, sometimes it's just a lie. we we'll go, was that really all we had? Yeah. It was just, you know, yeah, it was
2: a file,
0: whatever. A file was just, title. There's nothing in the file. Sometimes it's a little bit more. Um, yeah. Don't do what I think everyone is guilty of sometimes, which is stop working on your current thing because you have this new, exciting idea and it's got new energy about it. Cause that's right. very easy to do. We've yeah. done it before. <laughs> I've done it personally. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, you know, there an there is an exciting energy about something that's new, and it can also tell yeah. you value from doing the hard work of working on your
2: script. So yeah, right, yeah. But so we're not going to cool. do that, are we? We're
0: going
1: to start off. Are we going to go no. into the folder, or are we just going gonna- to? Well, I don't think we need to go into the folder. I, I, I don't. I mean, we've been tossing around a scared. few things. <laughs> we've been tossing around a few things lately, and I think we we generally, I feel like. We like to start with something that feels fresh. And, and I feel like we want to do something, I don't know, um, that's still our brand, right? Um,
0: so, so talk about that. What is our brand?
1: Okay, so brand. So this is a, an interesting thing for anyone who is trying to break into screenwriting. Um, when you sell your first script, um, that is your brand <laughs> for that moment. Um, really I, and yeah. that's not yeah. a bad thing. Um, if you have a big sale, Jake and I were very fortunate. <laughs> we had a, a nice splashy sale um with a multi-studio bidding more, and the movie that we sold was a big fantasy action movie. Uh, and we so used- I'll became- add to
0: that, they used public domain IP that had Free yes. awareness to the industry. And
1: reimagined. And yeah, reimagined. reimagined something.
0: It was the origin story of, of Santa Claus, told as a Viking action adventure, basically. Right.
1: And I so think since that, yeah. then, we have carved out a place whereby people in the industry look at us as world builders, as people who understand um, how to do fun and unique things with IP. Uh, We've had the opportunity now to adapt a lot of really cool stuff. We've usually play in spaces that involve action or adventure or um, those types of genres. A lot of people will tell you, um, never write, period. We've pretty much only ever sold, period. But um, that is also, I think, part of our brand. Um, And actually, what's really interesting is, well, that was our first sale, the first movie that got made of ours was also a period fantasy action movie that took a public domain IP trope, flipped it on its head yeah. and um, did something new with it. So so that um, was,
0: you know, in that particular version, um, obviously we've talked quite a lot about this on some podcasts that we've been on, but it was the pre-awareness was a trope. Yeah. And the trope was the fairy tale princess stuck in the top of the tower. And our flip on it was, what if she doesn't need rescuing and she can rescue herself? And yeah. you are the princess. So it, it doesn't have to be necessarily a, you know, oh, it's a retelling of The Wizard of Oz yeah.
1: or whatever. It
0: can just be an idea that when you say to someone, it's, we were talking last week about Wishing Wells. It's the, it's the Wishing well movie. You go,
2: oh, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Wishing well.
0: Like You don't need to explain what that is. Right. You go to someone and say, it's the story about what happens at the bottom of a wishing well. People go, oh, okay, that's interesting, because I, 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 there's already the pre-awareness
2: I think just- of that concept. Yeah. Yep. I, th-
1: I think there was a bit of a freeze there. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that was on your end as well. Um, we're still new to this, so forgive any technical difficulties or uh, bandwidth issues. So, um, Yeah. Now, just to be clear, though, not everyone's brand is going to be that. We tend to play in these what they consider high concept spaces where you can really cleanly pitch the idea in a uh, couple of sentences. But there are plenty of writers, incredible writers, who don't. And their brand is going to be the really complex drama that you have to, you know, describe in an hour.
2: (laughs) And also,
0: there are are writers out there, I think, of... um... I think of David Coggershall, who I deeply admire, who writes horror movies, who writes sci-fi movies, who writes comedies, who has been able to play in all of these different fields. And that's- I and that's what
1: amazing. he started with though. I'd be curious to ask him, what was your first sale and how long before, because we only know your credited movies, how yeah, long yeah. were you playing in that same space before you were able to break out into something else? It's always- that's I mean, look, they say one of the best things about being a writer is that you can always write yourself into something new. So in theory, if Jake and I decided, you know what, we're sick of this, we're going to write romantic comedies, we could write a romantic comedy. And if it was good, we could break in as that. Um, (laughs) So today, that's (laughs) That's not going to be what happens. Because I do think there is something to be said for... um, Doing what you do best and doing what people are excited about getting from you to a certain degree.
2: To a certain um,
1: degree. As long what as you
0: yeah, I feel like what we did with the princess was one thing, one notch in that direction, because yeah. it was a trope. Um, I think we could, you know, I, I, I would love to write something set modern day. Uh, mm. We keep something we, that we talk about all the time. Um,
1: and sure. I mean, there. maybe that should be part of our goal now. It, this is how we ultimately come to our, our, our place, right? As we go, well, what do we want to write right now? Yeah. Um, we have one spec that is modern day, uh, that is in current packaging phases, mm-hmm. but we have yet to sell anything modern day. So we would be good to write something modern day. So maybe we should uh, set uh, that as
0: a, as a parameter. Yeah, uh, and I think that's you know when we, just thinking about when we wrote the princess,
1: yeah,
0: and we wanted to write a smaller budget movie. We did. We did that intentionally. We were like, "What's going to be the smaller location of it?"
2: Changed,
0: um, yeah. Um, and I think that helped kind of form the idea going into it a little bit. It's like, what is what is that thing whereby you know. You create a parameter, and you just live. and And ultimately, I think it's almost like having a low, uh, a smaller budget on a movie. It forces you to be creative because it forces you to go, "Oh, what could that be?" Yeah. You know what? I, I mean, I think the other thing that's interesting, and, and we've had notes from our manager about this, is it still needs to feel like a Ben and Jake movie per our brand. And so, what is that in a modern day sense? Nothing there's always right. an aspect of world building. There's always an aspect of what. Oh, what's the one other thing we had this idea. A few years ago, uh, for a movie, and that was specifically the note he gave us. It was, "That's a great idea for a movie, but what's uniquely you about it?" Mm. Then there was, no, and there was no world building element, so there wasn't an aspect of one other thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: that um, extra thing that that makes it. Oh, not anyone could write this. This is, totally, this totally. um,
0: and it was interesting because what we had come up with was essentially a stock action. movie. There wasn't yeah. that one little bit of oh, I haven't seen that, I haven't seen that before. And it's interesting because I think about our dear friend Derek Colstad, mm-hmm. you know, writer creator of John John Wick and Nobody, and soon hopefully nobody too. Yeah. And those are great action movies, but they're not just action movies. And I think what's been so successful about John Wick has been you wanted to experience more of that world. It wasn't just mm-hmm. a dude with a gun seeking revenge for the death of his dog. Right. It was you're in the world of international assassins. It's yes, the okay. Continental. The Continental. And you can yeah. see it spawned all these sequels and TV shows and an, and an, and an excellent Funko Pop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So so we're thinking yeah. live action, and obviously. And we're well, thinking yeah. modern day, yeah. right? Um, we're probably thinking mid-budget. I don't think we what are going to... Okay, so that's a good question. (laughs) Jake and I broke in selling humongous movies. Um, Our first spec was easily over $100 million in a budget. Um, And that was exciting and fantastic, and it sold to a big studio, but it did not get made. Yeah. original ideas have a really hard time getting made at all. And at the 100 plus stage, uh, they're almost impossible to get made, unless it's a filmmaker like a Christopher Nolan who comes along and says, "I want to write this." Yeah. And then, the- or you have, or yeah. you have giant enormous stars attached to it. Yeah, so. I mean, if The Rock wants to do your original idea, you've you're, you've yeah. won. Yeah. Um, but um, I think when you're talking about trying to do an original spec and you're talking about something that you want to sell and that you want to get made, budget is something that you want to keep in mind. Um, and that's something I think, feel like we learned with The Princess. We said this, this script specifically, we were at a point in our career where we were like, we have to get something made. And we wrote something specifically that we felt was in a price range that it was makeable.
0: Yeah. So that being our said... Mindset, our mindset on that
1: was between the
0: kind of 25 and 50 range was what we were yeah, thinking. Yeah.
1: yeah. It changes all the time. Uh, honestly, and we've been told this recently by every rep we have, nobody, nobody knows what anyone's going to buy or why they're going to buy it or what a good price point is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you take it all with a grain of salt. Like we said before, this is not a rule. But I do think that we're still in a time where an original idea, um, sub 80 million is probably where you need to sit. Yeah, And here's the thing. We are not budgeters. No. We are not line producers. We don't know what things actually cost. Well, whenever um, play,
0: and then Ben, what if we had a dragon?
1: Ben just goes, ah. Oh. <laughs> but here's the thing. What we do is we research movies that are in the similar genre that we want to play in yeah. and look at what their budgets were. It's actually not that hard. You kind of yeah. go, okay, I might not be exactly right. Like yeah. we didn't, we the, the Princess ended up getting made for just under 40 million. Um, we didn't think it was gonna be that expensive, but we didn't, we knew it wasn't gonna be hugely expensive. Mm-hmm. And so sure. by doing those comps and looking at other movies, you can kind of go, okay, well, we know that the movie itself it had a budget of eighty million, but it was also starring Ryan Reynolds, and he cost twenty of that. Like, so oh. the movie really only cost sixty million, yeah. um, and then you know take off some other top line costs, and and you can kind of go, oh well, but they were they were able to have a car chase, or they were able to have this big dragon fly in, or whatever it might be, yeah. and you can go, well, I, if they could do it, I could do it, and there yeah. is a, a certain way of at least. Guiding yourself in that direction yep. without feeling like you need to be a line producer. <laughs> Absolutely, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So
0: anyway, so mid-budget, so meaning,
1: meaning, uh, I mean, somewhere in the realm of forty to sixty million probably is a good oh, is a yeah. good place to to shoot. <laughs> Unless we could go. Here's the thing about it. I feel like if you're going sub. If you're going sub ten, it probably needs to be a horror movie or like a really indie drama that's like an awards contender, and that's just not what we write. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I feel like I feel like if you're going for something in the sub twenty or sub thirty, you could definitely do straight action. Um, that would fit within our genre, but if you start to branch out into anything that's got big special effects or yeah, um, CGI, yes. actor, CGI yeah. you know, you're gonna end up in the you're gonna end up in the 30 plus range. Yeah, um, and even then, you gotta like when I look at the Princess and I go, man, I wish they had a little bit more of a budget for some of the CGI effects. Cool. So I go, you know, like it's gonna be based on what we tend to do, it's going to be somewhere in the 40 to 60 range, I feel Yeah, like. I think
2: that's, I think that's. I think and present
1: that's, day will help that. Present yeah. day does help
0: that, yeah. Yeah, completely. All right, so let's... So present day. So... Um,
1: or at least somewhere around present day. Five minutes in the future is fine. The 80s is okay. Yeah, the um, 80s is okay. Yeah, exactly. So
0: um, I've been playing with... There's been a broad idea that's been bouncing through my mind lately. Um, and it's about, it's this concept of um, what if somebody had no soul? And what does that mean? What does that look like? But what would that allow them to do? Could they be a conduit, even for a short period of time, for other souls and could that be an ability that they have so say for example jeff is a dude he's called jeff i just named really? him our protagonist is called jeff and uh you know old mr miyagi comes to him and says hey jeff by the way you've got no soul and he's like how dare you but he's like no but you're useful to <laughs> us in this order because you can house the soul of this dude from this duelist from Elizabethan England, and this guy over here, and, and, we, and you could use an exhibit different. I don't want to say powers because it's not a power, but could they be abilities of certain people to do a something special? That's okay. been my that's been my thing that's been zipping around my head. But I'm also aware of uh, cowboy ninja Viking,
1: right? Which is I don't know from- that a
0: lot. I'm I'm not familiar with it. I know that, it's like that one you know, guy a,
1: who like kind of switches back and forth, right? Yeah,
0: and he had multiple personalities. As far as I understand, it was someone who had yeah. multiple personality disorders, and he was either being a, a, a cowboy, uh, a ninja, or uh, right.
1: Anyway, I think the thing, thing that that I would go, well, that's there. I think there's something there. The hard part about that idea is. Is if your protagonist has no soul, and then the soul of, let's say, this historical figure enters the protagonist, well, then the, does the protagonist become that person? Is is the actor who is our lead not yeah. a real character? And then are you split between these other characters? Yeah. And who are we actually following?
0: Yeah, I hear that. Um... He was the actor who played um, Short Round, who was just in, um, and I didn't realise it was Short Round.
1: Oh, in uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So he
0: was two different versions of him. Sure. You know, he was the meek husband, that he was like the badass guy. Now in yeah. that, you felt that he was versions of him. So and he, he wasn't
1: the protagonist.
0: And he also wasn't the protagonist.
1: Yeah. So it really mean, anyway, wasn't about him.
0: So could it just be about ability. That's the other thing I've been thinking of. There was that great Brandon Sanderson yeah. short story called Legion mm-hmm. and I'm not, not sure so, it was a novella whereby in Legion he basically was such a genius he couldn't house all the information that he needed in one personality in his mind so he created multiple personalities mm. and he could go and consult these different people at any point in his adventure but of course, they weren't there with him in the physical space. They were only they, in theory, only existed in his mind. <laughs> yeah. but it was still him doing. Anyway, I don't know. I'm just kind of playing around with it. Like I said, I'm, I'm genuine, as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming not fully formed with this idea. But anyway, yeah. just I'll leave that out there for the moment. Okay. And,
1: okay. Yeah, I, it's, it's interesting. I think it's got to be well. Okay, so let's talk about something that was part of that idea though, which is this idea of powers or. Abilities, and is that the kind of movie that we're looking to do in okay. terms of a hero with powers? I wouldn't um, say
0: powers in is... terms of zap powers. I would oh, say yeah. more about abilities.
2: Yes. You know, yeah. like for example, right. if but,
1: I- but if I get if a guy jumps into me and he was a marshal, a samurai, and I, all of a sudden I know how to use a samurai sword, that's a kind of a power.
2: That's, like, yeah, um, that's yeah. I'd, I'd say it's an ability, but it's fine. We'll just it's, it's
1: superpowers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I, I I mystically just got this ability. Um, sure. So I guess the question is, like, do like how grounded are we going? And I and I think this also goes to what you're saying about Ben and Jake ness. Yeah. Um, I feel like it'd be interesting to do something whereby the hero is normal totally. uh, you know yeah. like and and is it about the hero of our story is normal but that their surroundings or circumstances are incredible or the world that they discover within our world the behind this, you know uh, I use, like, The Continental. Like, imagine if instead of John Wick went into The Continental, like, somebody booked a room there. And they didn't <laughs> like, where they books, you know? That's not,
2: that's not a
0: movie, but that's a great idea for a movie. You know, the, the family on vacation... You know, finds it on media. Look, this one's really great, honey.
2: <laughs> and then they get there, and it's like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and they're like, and it's the Continental, and they're like down in the bar, <laughs> and, and everyone around them is like an assassin, you know. Um, but that's but, really funny. But yeah. in that way, and I don't, and I, and I'm not saying this in a it should be a comedy way either. I oh. think it's more like, how do we find a protagonist who is, who who is really relatable to us. Yeah, I think one of the things I'm getting really kind of tired of in superhero movies in general is kind of all these people who um, have these extraordinary abilities and and I'm looking for like someone that's like me. Um, Mm. And I'm wondering like, you know, we were talking about Bumblebee recently for another project. And I think that what I loved about that is our hero in that, Haley Steinfeld, is just normal. And and yeah, she's got a complicated life. And yeah, all of a sudden, Bumblebee shows up. And so the, ex- the experience that she goes through is insane. But she's also like just a person dealing with her own personal family problems and mm. relationship problems and things like that. I feel like that's not a place we've explored that much. I feel like most of our heroes are Definitely. the extraordinary uh, thing within uh, their world. They know?
0: have a skill set already.
1: Yes. Or they are the person who gains that skill set within like the first. You right, know, the first act, yeah, and yeah. so I'm going like, could we do something different whereby, um, you know, our hero and maybe maybe they do become extraordinary over the course of the movie, you know, totally. maybe, maybe that's part of the journey, I don't I mean, know.
2: Luke you know? starts
1: off as a farmer, right? You know, yeah, he's yeah. just a normal yeah. guy, exactly. What he discovers, not even until movie, well. He does discover it from Ben, is that his it's father? A, He's a good pilot. I
0: those, isn't he? but,
1: yeah. He's a good pilot. You're allowed to have skills. That's not what I'm talking about. He doesn't start yeah, off knowing how to use yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you do discover that Luke, though, like, happens to be the son of a great Jedi. So you go, okay, there's a little bit yeah. something extra special oh. about him. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, the point
0: being, yeah, who is the? What's the story of? The regular person who finds Like
1: who's a- the Sarah Connor? Totally.
0: Right? Absolutely. Like you meet Sarah Connor and she's a waitress in a diner. She's just a
1: waitress. Yeah. Right? And yeah. you go, oh shit. Like I get her, and then the world fucking falls apart around. Her. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um like there's something, I don't um, know, know slightly appealing yeah, I'm to a walk.
0: Excuse, excuse me. me. It's gonna be I'm gonna walk. I need to race. <laughs> yes
1: this is also so you you've entered i see that we have one person watching this right now hi one person um us. you're you're welcome to comment please by all means feel free to comment yeah. um, and uh this is the being a fly on the wall in our writing sessions jake likes to um wander I like to I sit quite a bit because i have a bad back so there you <laughs> go um but yeah so, I
0: mean, but i mean i feel like it could be not to say it could be anyone, but I think what's so great about Sarah Connor is that they were like, she could have been any, she could have been a, an elementary school teacher. She could yeah. have been a nurse. She could have been yeah. like, it wasn't that part that was important. If yeah. you know, but the fact that that was important was it was, and I think what was so great about Sarah Connor, why I love that character so much, is there was somebody who did not feel capable of dealing with the events that she was presented with. Yes. She did not feel capable. You know, I think at I think, I think the beginning, like you see her <laughs> in that first scene and she get, gets the wrong check and some kids put kids put ice cream in her, penny, I, And then at one point, I think she's just like, I can't even balance my checkbook. It's like, she doesn't have, like, if you were to say, and guess what's going to happen? a uh, robotic machine from the future hell-bent on destroying her because she's going to give birth to the future leader of the Resistance. And she's got to deal with it. you would be like, this woman's fucked. Yes. You know, murder, yeah. she like. And then over the course of that story, she gains the strength. She gains the fortitude, you know, and ultimately, ultimately is the one that actually blows the Terminator, kills the Terminator in the end.
1: Right. You know? you know what's interesting about her character? And I was just thinking about this. So, so many times people go well okay they're normal but what is it about their job or what is it about their back that can come back and help them in the end and
0: it's what what i know it's such an odd thing
1: yeah and and the thing is about sarah is well being a waitress doesn't help her at all it's not about that. It's not about oh well she secretly had gone to med school and so she uses her totally. medical talents to help heal Kyle Reese. It's like
0: yeah. she's a
1: person, she's a yeah. person in an extreme. I mean, don't get me
0: wrong, like she doesn't do like <laughs> if she suddenly became and or was that, you know yeah. suddenly became like she was a master in martial arts, she'd be like, I don't, I don't buy that because totally. you know
1: it needs to feel real. Um yeah, but when she, you know ultimately yeah. decides to you know manages to elude and escape you're not going yeah. oh, that's impossible when she if she picks up a gun you wouldn't go oh that's impossible there's no right. way she's totally. yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know yeah she you're not gonna to, go martial arts
0: she learns how to make dynamite and again interestingly both Je- both James Cameron movies but in aliens yeah. you know
1: Ripley's the same in a future. Ripley's
0: movie. the same. You establish that she's got a job as a loader, and that and that does come back. That's that,
1: and it does, yes. And
0: that but I think that's an example of like where you go, oh, cool, right? Because you would never go, oh, I'm going to fight this alien with a forklift. But if you
1: jump back to Ridley Scott's alien, it doesn't.
0: Right, totally, absolutely. But there's that lovely, there's that great scene where Hicks is teaching Ripley how to shoot the Mark Forty One A and uh and she's never done it before right and he's showing her how to do it and, and then at the end something when cool. she's got it
1: something yeah. yeah, cool, like, like cool about that right yeah, so it. let's so yeah. all right so so we've got a normal person we've a <laughs> so, right we've started we've started oh, we <laughs> <laughs> we we're, we're doing a movie present day about a normal fucking person um <laughs> So then I wow. so then it's like well what 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 are the extraordinary circumstances? I think that Well again um, I'm
0: gonna ask a question as well and it's and it's um and it's um tone-based, you know, idea based. Hmm. You know, is it something fantastical we're exploring? Is it something sure grounded in our world, but world building that we're exploring? Is it something science fiction-y that we're exploring? Is it a combination of all of these things in some way? Um, like I think about, we had the idea a couple of years ago that we're developing with Kirsch that we haven't talked about for a little while, but it was a normal woman who discovered that she was the long-lost descendant of somebody who you may have heard of. Um, but started off was just a regular person. I started to experience things yeah. that were happening as well. Were, but not well.
1: quite, because also, like, be, yeah, she seemed like a normal person on the outside, but she wasn't a normal person. But she person. wasn't, sure. And yeah. part of her backstory even was mm-hmm. all about how That's she was normal. That's so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, is, she is someone coming to the story ahead of time with abilities and with yeah. specialness. I yeah. like this idea about the person coming to the story with no abilities and no specialness, but but gains those things through the story. Um, so
0: how does a person like that, and again, remember, put the cart before the horse with this. Maybe. But, like, get wrapped up into something like that. Like, I think about Will Smith an Enemy of the State.
1: Great movie, yeah. You
0: know, and he's out shopping, and someone puts something in his bag or swaps the bags over, whatever it is, and suddenly he finds himself with this thing, right? Like holy shit! What? Right. Movies, you know, um, we had an idea, had an idea years ago, and I think it, in they ended up doing not 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 this movie, but it was the story about a bike courier.
2: Hmm.
0: This is going way back. This is like an eleven-year-old idea, but it's, but it's was a bike courier who was basically given like the briefcase that had Marcellus Wallace's soul in it. And a whole bunch of people were trying to get it. And it was him racing across town. But these were not just regular people. These were like, is one of them like the angel of death? Is one of them, you know, one of the horsemen of the apocalypse? And all of a sudden you're like, ah, (laughs) fuck, I'm just a dude on a bike. I'm in this extraordinary thing. But like, that's something that I think about. That kind of idea. You're given something that has larger big world import that you go, oh I'm, I'm, I, I'm I find myself with this box and oh she has got the holy grail in it. Again, not that, but that kind of thing. Like I feel like I'm then a regular normal person caught up in something mystical that spans throughout the ages and who or what is after it, and what do I have to do with it in order to win? <laughs> you know.
1: Sure. Yeah, oh, I mean, also there's the version whereby you you do have a second lead or supporting character yeah. who is that yeah, is uh, different, who is yeah. special, who can guide you and train you or teach you or whatever. I mean, um, and I guess it just depends on how big and fantastical we want to go with it. If we're if we're talking about doing it present day, that's that's great. We're trying to keep it. Um, you know, relatively makeable. Um, yeah, totally.
2: Like, totally. what
1: is the? What are the big? You know, it's it's major,
0: almost like
1: again, <laughs> the world. Yeah, um,
0: it's not this again. Like, just throwing out shit at the moment, but like, imagine if, <laughs> if you will, um, waitress in New York is given magical, life, magical ring that she cannot take off. She's not the bearer of the, she's the ring bearer. And the person who was actually there to accompany this item somewhere else was like, ah oh shit, you've got the ring. Somehow it landed on your finger, fuck. But we've got to get this from here to here. Only once we get to here, can you take it off. And it becomes a bit of a travelling movie across. Again, we've talked travelling movies in the past. We've talked um, yeah. what um, we always talk about: um,
1: Midnight Run,
0: Midnight Run. But yeah. fantastic against touching on ideas that I know we've played about a little bit in the past. But what's the you know you've got you were given the Ring of Solomon, and it, and you've got we've got to get it here by this day to stop the bad guys. And the bad guys are trying to stop us from doing it again. it's Super broad, you know, but that. Sure. I mean, Somebody who didn't want this is stuck with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that that that's interesting. Um, I'm gonna put something else though out on the table, which is what is the what is the idea, the pre-awareness, the um, the trope, the thing that we can find, that is familiar or that is high concept enough that doesn't make you go. I have to explain a lot of backstory here. Um, is that even possible in this type of movie? I, I'm not 100% sure. Um, but, like, what is the way um, to go? Oh, like, oh, yeah, it's.
0: It's Excalibur.
1: It's, yeah, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Um, we're going to do a play on you know um like you were saying like i mean not everyone knows or would know the ring of solomon no, you, Yeah, out. There um yeah. and i just go like is there a is there something where we could go hey this is the a a trope mm. of some kind a pre-awareness of some kind that we could bring into the modern day um We've had a few ideas over the past where we've tried to bring in those kind of larger uh those larger ideas, yeah. larger tropes and bring them into modern day. They haven't always worked. No, uh, they haven't. You know, um, whether it's been a character or a secret order or this or that or the other, you know. Um and maybe part of it too is that you kind of go, Well, well, like you don't want to do the expected version of the trope. You don't want to do oh, the it. Don't oh yeah. well that's who okay you've just literally just brought what what it is into modern day and I've either seen it before or it doesn't yeah. feel that fresh yeah um, so okay so it's modern day big deal um, you know I wonder if there's a yeah like I mean if we were going... Not sure. I don't, I'm not sure about the magic. I'm. I'm. I'm on. Yeah, not sure either. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fence about the magic too. I'm just kind of trying to feel out like where. What are we going to be excited about writing for the next few months as mm-hmm. we go through this crazy process online? Um, <laughs> you know.
0: No, of course, and that's it, isn't it? Is that it no. has to? Like, it has to sustain you. You have to. Um, have an idea that you love so much at the beginning that when it gets hard, because it will, there'll be a moment when you're like, "Oh, I just can't." Great.
2: Right. What is it? Push through it.
0: That, that you have to. That you have to. That you have to love it enough. And we've absolutely had moments where we go, "I'm not sure I love this enough," and, and have mm-hmm. left it. So absolutely. So yeah, let's. Yeah, I mean, they said maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's not something magic. Um.
1: Right. I do love. Um, I do love movies with like secret underbellies. I loved what they, I loved the concept behind Men in Black. I loved the okay. Continental and John Wick. I loved the the kind of
2: yeah. Oh, it's, is there, it's, it's
1: in our world, world, but you don't realize it was there. It
0: like exists so, in plain what's sight. What's so.
1: a version of that that hasn't been done? Like what's it's the hidden, the, the what's hidden the,
0: order? It's the hidden order of
1: Postman. <laughs> um, yes, they're, the post office. That's
0: secretly, there's a secret thing going on with postmen.
1: That's why you get your mail late. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, like,
0: it's like that thing, isn't it? It's like, what's the, what's the,
1: what didn't the know this part? I mean, water, you know. It's a, that's you know, the world yeah. building, right? It's, yeah, it's present day, but we're still building out a new world. We're still we're saying, oh, but there's this part yeah. of this world that you've never been to before. I mean, even if you know, it, it's not going to be this, but something like the way in Inception, it was like it's the ordinary world. Oh, but guess what? There's this one group that yeah. does this one thing. Yeah. These insane places, you know. Yeah. Um, is there that kind of a secret? that our person, who's just a normal person, ends up either discovering, or getting wrapped up in, or captured by, or or they end up being the- Yeah,
0: and there's a way of just combining those things, isn't it? It's like, this person comes across blank, the secret X of the Y organization, and they want it back, or there's, Two different parts of this organization. There's the, there's the good organization and there's a the bad part of the organization. You know, you've right. got the Knights Templar blur and the modern day assassins. So you have, you probably play on those things in uh, yeah. Creed. but like and that's I an mean, I mean, yeah. example of, yeah, you know, Assassin's Creed. there we go. He's uh, <laughs> found it. Found that's, it.
2: Yeah.
1: Holy shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. we're just gonna do. Assassin's Creed. Um, Um,
0: Funny story. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I like that.
2: um,
0: I like that, you know, I like that the idea of... of, Again, like, it's not this, but I always liked the aspect of Underworld. There was a hidden mm. order of vampires and a hidden order of waves.
1: ooh. ooh. What if? What if? Okay. I I have nothing here. This is literally just... (laughs) So, so I'm getting excited over literally nothing, right? But, so it happens, it happens, it happens. here's a here's a trope, okay? the The mafia, right? Like, there's a very specific way in which we think of and we see the mafia, and we've all seen mob movies, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is there something cool and different that we can do with that? That goes that's the unexpected version of the Italian mafia. Is there the oh, the secret behind the door actually isn't what you think it is. You always thought that Al Capone was blank, but really what you didn't realize was he's an alien. For example. Um, You know, they're all fucking shapeshifters. There's some kind of a, you know, the mob is actually a secret order descended from ancient rome that still exists today and what you didn't know is that they're like the illuminati and they have blank i don't know you know like, is there some way and it's not necessarily to make them the good guys because i don't want to like glorify uh or no like, i well when, when my mind, um, where
0: my mind was going was uh, like have they like allied themselves with demons <laughs> this is where i was going right. like right. You know, you kind of, they're all having their dinner upstairs. You know, the, dinner, the guy goes in and they will mark themselves all up in hexagrams and they're sacrificing someone and then out comes Bahamut or whatever. Um, oh I was God, like, to last night. And I love that first episode of Sandman. You're like, oh, there's this weird, oh. there's this weird cult yeah you know, They didn't feel like like there were a ton of those like weird style cults like the 1920s and 30s like all around the world yeah you know, go oh what's the what's the what's the weird thing that that group that you've heard of you didn't know this but right. the reason they got so powerful was because they made a deal with beelzebub mm-hmm. and it's not just the mafia it's They've got something there's something other otherworldly going on.
1: Like there's something cool. Okay, so what you were just saying about the like weird satanic ritualistic
0: yeah. stuff,
1: right? Yeah. Like
0: time to shoelaces because I've come on down with the one roaming continue. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What if okay, what if you had and this this all might be total garbage, but what if you had um a backstory, a history of you know ancient you know bc history um in italy and there was a deal or something made and the and the dons the heads of these families um essentially were either because pos- like mm-hmm. possessed demons like yeah. they actually like were the, the incarnation of this, like, group of demons or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Or they... Yeah. They wealth and power. Totally. To bargain with Satan or some shit like that. And so all the way now, now we're in 2022, and the mob is not what it used to be. Now there's all other... There's, you know, other mobs that have mm-hmm. taken over. There's cartels. There's all these yeah. other things. Yeah. And the... The days of the Cosa Nostra being like the ultimate organized crime has kind of feels like it's waned a little bit. A lot of the big bosses have been taken out, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, is there a way in which they're trying to reachieve their power? I don't know. That's I like I like I get really
0: intrigued by the backstory. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Again, whether you see this, whether you hear it, whatever it is, but it's you know, I was immediately seeing like ancient Sicily Mm. and Mm -hmm. deep beneath in the catacombs of a church. Right. And there are these seven families doing this
2: thing Mm. and
0: they summon this being. And then you realize that the same seven families today are the seven most powerful crime families in Chicago, whatever, you know, there's just something rich and interesting about, about that. I like the background of that. I like the, yeah. you know, the tapestry, on right? Which to, on which to 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 paint, no, paint on tapestry. but you know what I mean? Um, the canvas. Um, I, I think there's something really interesting there. The idea of a, a, a of a demon-infested crime family. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Because you can instantly go, well, those are your bad guys. Sure. Um. And Sarah Connor. (laughs) Right. But like you're gonna go, yeah, how yeah, what's the what's the thing? What you I you you said something a second ago that I liked, which was, you know, they've been waning in power. Why? Mm. And it's not because the police have been cracking down on them, or it is, and Mm what do they need what do they need to do do they need to do is it 100 years later here we are 2022 and we've got to do the same thing we did way back then mm-hmm. because things are starting to not go our way
1: or is our yeah yeah something like that or something, something like it's nice to like find a way to to flip the trope almost though, like, and, and it's tougher because obviously you've got, you're, you're dealing with criminals, but. Yeah. As much as I like that they're the bad guys, I also kind of go like, is there a way to kind of, is there a way to flip it so that it's unexpected, so it's the unexpected, so that the gangsters aren't always the bad guys? I don't know. Maybe yeah, that, I, that. I
0: absolutely do. Um, What's the not obvious way? right and, but then I would it's it that I mean yes potentially bringing it back into the conversation about the protagonist is the protagonist one of the gangsters that doesn't feel like a normal person that no it?
1: it doesn't
0: feels like that's there's 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 yeah do you do something whereby um again thinking a little bit about the Godfather the person who doesn't want to be involved with the with the family,
1: Maybe. Yeah.
0: You know. um, something in that space, something along those lines.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, this is the interesting process of trying to figure out what that yeah. idea is. And I think that um, for anyone watching this video, you can see uh, that perfect ideas don't just come in one hour. No, absolutely <laughs> and sometimes um, you work and work and work at them and
0: you mine and you yeah. dig away at something, you go, there's a nugget of something there like the idea of a demon infested mafia, I really like, I don't feel like I've seen that before, maybe it exists in some sure. like I'm aware of it, um, right. and I go, oh that's really cool, how do the, these families get so powerful, oh there's something else, something otherworldly going on I go, that's really cool and interesting, goes back oh, to, that, you know ancient italy ancient sicily you know Mm. i find that really i find that really interesting we love demon shit but ultimately (laughs) demons bad unless okay let's play around with the concept of what if a demon was good (laughs) what would it but what would a demon need to be what would a demon need to do in order to do something good. Again, I'm not arguing that this person, that this creature is our protagonist, but I go, what, you know, what would a demon have to do in order to redeem itself? Is a a demon a fallen angel? Is it a fallen angel?
1: um, So in the show Lucifer, Uh um, the, the, I don't know, second or third lead um, is this character Mazikeen, and she's a demon. who came from hell with Lucifer to Earth. Right. And she's one of your protagonists, and she is a oh, demon. Right. And um, right. it's part of her story. And, you know, as campy as Lucifer is, um, in the early seasons, it was interesting um, to kind of go, oh, yeah, what would it be like to be a demon and believe that you never had a soul and totally. couldn't ever be anything more than just a demon? Sure.
0: One of the ideas, and we've talked about this back and forth. Theme, for years, and uh, I've always liked the idea. And we actually read a comic a few years ago. We almost adapted it about someone who, and there was a, a great comic that I used to read when I was a kid called Malice Darkblade, which was uh, in that particular case a Warhammer comic. Uh, a dark elf gets kind of like half possessed by a demon. Yeah, I, mean, I think a little bit about that game, Shadows of Mordor where you are half elf and half man, half dead elf. What if Sarah Connor (laughs) got half possessed by a demon (laughs) that this group had summoned, that this mafia group had summoned, and it didn't go where it was supposed to go. Again, probably because I'm I'm watching Sandman, that very first episode, they're meaning to summon death. They don't, they summon dream, and you go into this whole thing that happens with that. But what if it went wrong? And
1: you know, I probably want to. I probably want to stay away from anything possession based because of my other thing that I'm working on. Um, But uh, but yeah, yeah. There's some. There is something cool about um, the demon. The demon. The reality is. uh, is it? there's something cool about just like flipping the trope of a demon in the way and granted, they did they did this with Mazikeen and Lucifer but she wasn't sure. the um and Lucifer even as a character is sure, this, obviously yeah, from yeah, hell yeah. and is flipping the trope on what you think of as Lucifer and turning him into a good guy so uh, you got to be careful walking that line but at the same time I haven't really seen it done in action that's, and that's where I go. Okay, that was like a goofy procedural comedy thing. Um, right. It didn't take it serious. It wasn't like Underworld with like a fucking demon on Earth who is trying Not to clean really themselves and gain their soul. Like imagine a demon who was trying to fight for a soul, and that was their goal. Totally, and right? that they
0: could inhabit the qualities of different souls at any one point. And here we are back at the beginning. <laughs>
1: there you go um <laughs> no but yeah a demon
0: fighting for a soul you know uh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: but like if you yeah. if you were given let's imagine for a second that an angel came down to hell and said i have a job and i can't do it and we can't interfere because it's against our rules but if you can do this oh, that's interesting I will grant you the thing that even Lucifer can't grant you. I can go to the big man and I can give you a soul. And for the very first time you could actually live as a human and have the opportunity to one day go to heaven.
0: That's interesting. That's
1: and thus they're given this job and that only a demon could accomplish. So all of the bad, there's a bit of a John Wickie, like anti-hero quality to it, which I actually really like,
2: uh-huh. whereby
1: all of the bad shit that you associate with what a demon can do yeah, becomes the things that make this person, man or woman. Um, this is
0: live. Here's my son. Hi. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> We're gonna have to have uh, little signs again. This is our first <laughs> episode, first time, never live streamed before. Uh, I'll be you
0: later, Super Smash Brothers. Later, yeah.
1: All right, I love
0: you. <laughs> Joy's working at home.
1: Yes, um, <laughs> but actually, this could be really interesting. This yeah, it's an interesting concept. there. I'm actually there's something really cool about this. It's funny. It kind of goes along with another idea that we that that we had. Yeah. Um, uh, just a different character. Right. I don't know if there's a way to build in that other idea. I don't think there's a way for
0: um, advancing Bonnie to work its way into this movie, Ben. But yeah, oh, yeah.
1: but but I will say that the the anti trope, the yeah, the monster who takes on who can look human on yeah. Earth but is truly a monster, becoming yeah. mortal as a prize. That is it, really interesting. Yeah, there's something interesting. Normally, you would be fighting for immortality. Normally, your hero would be yeah fighting the monsters. This is the monster fighting for a soul.
0: I really, I think that's
1: really interesting.
0: Um... Bam, bam,
1: and that's how lightning.
0: Ching,
1: bam. That's well, right.
0: Why don't we, why don't we, have been, we've been streaming for an hour. Why don't, we, yeah. why don't we, why don't we pause for today? Have that be yeah. a starting off point of, um, of our conversation. Uh, the yeah. next time we do this.
1: Next time, maybe tomorrow we'll, um, we're going to try and do this as a regular thing. Today was at an odd time of day. We'll probably try right. and do some sort of a schedule, we'll schedule so that anyone can yeah. stay with us, can, uh, can show up and join whenever. And, um, this was super fun. I yeah, enjoyed too. it my only thing would be i'd like uh you know, more than three people at one time to watch so um and then maybe some comments some fun comments would be good
2: yeah, we'll um,
1: yeah but actually this is cool and i like this idea so stay tuned everybody because we'll be back all right Bye.
0: Oh, I'm still here. Oh, and I'm still streaming. How do I stop streaming? No! Help me! Seriously, how do I stop streaming?
2: <laughs> I got stuck in here. There you go. Goodbye.